Hello there, my name is Mark, aka The Canardian, and this is episode 35 of Holocron Chronicles. And uh, I'm joined, as always, by my trusty co-pilot, Charlie Carden. Charlie, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. The mid-30s. Oh, I can feel it in my back. Ouch, 35. I'm kidding. No, I'm doing good. It's Sunday night. Nice, slow, restful weekend. Even did my homework. I watched this movie for what I'm sure was the first time in my entire life, and I was dazzled by it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> I'm wondering if I can still get away with the hello there. That, that's usually my Kenobi go-to, but my my freshly shaven face, I'm feeling. Well, you uh, need the. Uh, you need I the might need a new intro. You got yeah. to go episode one. You got a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll work on we'll work on something. Uh, that that's <laughs> chuckle you here in the background is our very special guest for this episode, Mia. How you doing tonight? Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're here to talk about uh, the OG. We're here to get uh, get down to some serious Star Wars business. So I can't wait. Mark, mm-hmm. what do we got going on? Yeah, we're finally getting to episode four, A New Hope. This is where it all started, 1977. Uh, for a lot of us, this is where we jumped into Star Wars. This was our introduction. Uh, I wasn't around for the theatrical releases, but this was still my introduction to Star Wars, grabbing the VHS tapes one at a time from my aunt, one week at a time, and that was my introduction. Uh, but before we get into that, we need to learn all about our guest. So, uh, Mia, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um I saw A New Hope in the theater in 77 with my family. I have two copies on VHS, not the digitally remastered stuff, and a VCR in the house. That works. Wow. I, I always try to watch it on May the 4th because, yeah, I'm nerd. Um, so Star Wars is, it was always a family thing, and it was some really fond memories of, spending time with my whole family at the movies and I've been uh I was kind of a closet nerd for a while there but yeah I mean I pretty much dove in at the age of seven yes All let's right. do math thank you very much putting her age at older than me that's all you need to know and i didn't tell you how old i was but you already know but mark's the baby of the bunch not just because of what's on his face of what's on his face that's it. That's it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So getting the sandpaper feel. That's that's the, the the weird thing about like not shaving. And this is going to be super fun for podcasting. But like, it's the maintenance. Like, do I have to shave every day, or I'm going to get this like sandpaper scruffle kind of? I can't. I I, I don't shave if I have a fr- if I have a Friday office day. Uh, I won't shave for three days. Like I haven't shaved up, but I have such salt and pepper white hair beard that it just you can't it just it, my face just looks dirty that's why i shave if that, the reactions so far have been like 50 50 split like keep your like keep it like this or get the beard back as as quick as you can so it's, it's literally like 50 50 um down the middle everyone i talk to i'd ask my love- wife yeah, she's, well, she's uh, on team get the beard back yeah, yeah i I I very much like you with the beard because again, even though we've not nudged you into the cosplay life and that's, that's uh, Mia, we'll go on to talk a little bit more about what she does. (laughs) Mia, Mia is to my Starfleet uniforms. uh, Wonder Woman is to Mia. 
Yeah, right. she she has. We were she and I were throwing numbers right. around. I am now up to. You I've got uh, I've got uniforms nineteen and twenty on the way. She's in the thirty to thirty five range. Is what we're talking I'm, about. I think I'm Various. finishing up thirty one soon. I yeah, wow. I've lost track. But, Mia is also a seamstress by profession, uh, where I just buy stuff because I'm I'm all thumbs. I don't, you know, I just I just have an eye for getting shit right. Where Mia is an actual professional. That's amazing. Well, tell us a little bit about that before we get into like your Star Wars origin. So what? Oh. Uh, yeah, tell us. Tell us um, what your. Coffee. I learned to sew at five. It was the only thing I really liked to do. I mean, home ec was my favorite class. I have a degree in fashion design. Um, I've worked in and out of the apparel business since. I was 23. Currently, I work in a factory, which is not very exciting, but um, COVID. Yeah, so that just happened. I had a, you know, a better job pre-COVID. I'm looking Mm to do that. But yeah, I just, I love to make my costumes. I mean, I got tired of making dresses. I don't go anywhere. Like, what do I need another black dress for? So I make, (laughs) I make Wonder Woman costumes and other costumes, but a lot of Wonder Woman. So um, she's my thing. She's my go-to. I... I am the short Wonder Woman in the world because I'm um, 5'4 if I stand up really tall and spike my hair a little bit. Um, so. Photographic fakery. They can, they, can yeah, make you, yeah. they can make you 6'7 if they just, you know, yeah. it's, all about, it's all about perspective. You know that. Yeah. Perspective. So, it's just, it's fun and I enjoy it. It's, it's, there's, it's, there's nothing better than like being body slammed by a three-year-old little girl going, I love you, Wonder Woman. And they grab your <laughs> knees because that's as high as they can reach, you know. Right. So. Oh, man. True, that's awesome. True, true, yeah. True. Yeah. It's great. Do I love you it. Make cosplay like costumes for other people, or is it just kind of like you use your talents for your own costumes? Um, I do some commission work. I don't do tons of it. I right now work second shift. So uh, I don't function that much during the week. I just kind of get up and lay about for a little while and eat and go to work. But um, I do do some commission work. I do do some alterations. <gasps> I have dresses it's prom season so i I got to help Mm. i got to help one of my really good friends she has an exchange student from japan and i got to have she shopped in the closet of mia i have like 20 (laughs) dresses of i've collected through the years from different places and she found a dress to wear to prom that she's gonna wear and then i'm gonna pack up a bunch for her girlfriend to try because you know they don't have school dances like that at all over in Asia at all apparently because her girlfriend's from Thailand I believe so I'm like I'm dressing up the girls for prom it's just a lot of fun. <laughs> Cottage industry, good stuff. Yeah, awesome. yeah. yeah. Uh, if people want to find your cosplay and that kind of stuff, is there a place online for them to do that? Instagram, Twitter. Um, Twitter, not so much. I'm not so active, but Instagram and Facebook. Um, Envy the Green Fairy. Um, and Charlie knows all that info, and I'm sure you can put it in the description somewhere. We'll, we'll have it in the description it will, for sure. It will, it will be done. Uh, just to remind people to look in the description, you know, we, we, we throw those in there. Uh, so let's get to your Star Wars origin story. You said you saw A New Hope in theaters. That's uh, that honestly rare for this show. A lot of the people yeah, that we talked to. That's, that's why I thought she was such a great like, fit. Yeah, we yeah, saw totally. the, uh, you know, and, and my, myself included, it's the prequels. It were their first, uh, oh, although I, I saw the re-releases. Yes. Uh, you know, before the prequels came out and that kind of stuff. Right. But uh, yeah. Um, um, I, so what, I mean, I was seven. So, I mean, I didn't go to a ton of movies before that. I mean, I saw like, you know, Cinderella and Winnie the Pooh and stuff, but like Star Wars was like, it was mind blowing. And I remember 
my dad wanted to see it with my brother first, just because he they didn't he just he wanted to know what all the hubbub was about, and he thought it might he might like it. Then he's like, no, no, we all have to see it, and we went probably a week or two after it come out, like right after school got out, and it was just like. <laughs> That's what I've always even my dad who was in 77 he was almost 30 and not really into that kind of shit was like it was unbelievable with right. all the stuff and people just hadn't seen it and there was the yeah. spaceships and blah 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 and he was just like my dad is a very stoic kind of like rrr, rrr, kind of guy and it really blew his mind. That's what he that or or so he told me. Yeah, I mean my dad was really blown away but we did watch Star Trek, the original series, in reruns together, which was mm-hmm. another bonding thing, you know, because my dad thought Captain Kirk was the bomb, which, hello, Shatner, duh. duh. Yes. So, um, you know, so that was just, it was great. So I, you know, it was always a family thing for the, the original three. We saw all of them as a family together in the theaters, and I saw them in re-releases probably with friends who were like, you know, like my friends and their kids because their kids had never seen them in the theater. So I saw Mm -hmm. them and then, you know, I endured the prequels. Um. (laughs) That is, that is Mark. And Mark, I know you have more of a fondness for the prequels, but us old farts like me and myself, we get to the prequels and we're like, but we love the originals that were just, we we get a little crusty about it. You know what though? I will say when I went to go see Force Awakens, um, I felt that, like one, little, that one I love. Yeah. I went to I went and saw that a couple of days after it came out, and it was like being a little kid again. And the greatest mm-hmm. thing about that is that year I have a niece who turned seven. That year it came out, wow. and we saw it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. We saw it because my niece's birthday is on December twenty seventh, so we either saw it the day after Christmas or on her birthday. I don't remember. So we we brought the new generation, and the funniest thing is because I brought all the movies home so she could watch them, and she just didn't realize the age, the gap of time span between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. She's like, Han Solo's so old now. I know. Do you see how painfully he runs? Ow, my hip. Talks ah. to the, the quality and the, the special effects and everything of those originals. Right. That you can watch them right next to this stuff. And I know they, they tried that with the last one we talked about, you know, Rogue One. Like, oh. They tried to get that old look and Such feel mesh, to it. Yeah. I uh, love Rogue yeah. One. I love yeah. Rogue One. I, I it's one of my favorite movies in the series. And we we talked about it in our last episode. And for me, Rogue One knocks Return of the Jedi out of the top three. For me, it goes it goes Empire, New Hope, Rogue One. For me, top three. I kind of want to hear Mia's top, at least top movie, if not top three. But what's what's your favorite, or even a couple of your favorites? I mean, I I love the original trilogy. I mean. I was 12 when, you know, Jedi, the Return of the Jedi and the Ewoks were kind of a thing. Right. You know, I was a 12-year-old girl, please. That sure. was like a stuffed a, animal. My and wife it, is the same, totally. Yeah. I mean, I never had one, but I mean, I, I really have like such an affection for them. And because, you know, it was so great to see a total um, strong female character because I've always loved Princess Leia. So, I mean, mm. that's, you know... Hello, I love Wonder Woman too. Let's, let's see where that all leads. And then, um, but, but Rogue One, like, I just, something about seeing that as an adult, because it was really dark and gritty, like the original trilogy, mm-hmm. that they were able right. to reclaim that. And there's something about that movie that I just 
love. I mean, I like Solo too as another one, and I love right. Mandalorian and stuff. But something about Rogue One just kind of like spoke to me. It was a big click for me, for sure. Yeah, and I love the fact that they had the original graphics from the Death Star, like from mm-hmm. A New Hope, and. Darth Vader's lenses were red, like yes. the New Hope in the movie yes. theater. They didn't recolorize them like they did in the re-releases because that just right. annoys the crap out of me. I know. No, they, I mean, they really, they really did do their, they really did do their homework. I yeah, yeah. But, but you know, we we heaped enough love on uh, Rogue One last time, so we probably should keep moving. Well, this is about her preferences. She wants to talk about Rogue One during this part. But next, you know, next when we move on to the New Hope, we'll focus on that. But uh, before we get to the New Hope, you can go on whatever rant you want about whoever you want or whatever you want. Uh, And the next thing I want to know is uh, your favorite character. I'm guessing you may have already mentioned. I mean, Princess Leia and Jyn Erso. Are, and I mean, and I also love Ray. I mean, come on, I'm a girl, but they're really powerhouse characters. And, um, and I mean, there's something about Jin because she knew at the end she wasn't surviving. Like she just knew she was on a suicide mission, but she never stopped. She never stopped. She never gave up. Carrie didn't give up. Or Carrie didn't either, but Princess Leia didn't really give up either. But there was... She always had more hope of surviving the missions, I think, because, you know, Jin just never, Jin, once they landed, she figured, like, they'd be lucky if they got off, if they could transmit it what they needed to. So there's something right. really to be said for someone who realizes that they're probably sentencing, sentencing themselves to death by saving the rest of the country and sacrificing themselves. And that's just, I don't know, it just spoke to me. So, mm-hmm. like... I had to toss up between Princess Leia or General Organa as she became in mm-hmm. later in her span and uh, Jin because yeah, yep. You can quote a Force Awakens: "She'll always be royalty to me, or always be a princess." What's the, the one of the first lines? To me, to um, me, she's royalty. Yes, yeah, she's royalty. That's yeah. yes. Okay, I knew I had the the paraphrasing almost there. Um, if you had Force powers, <laughs> would you go? Light side or dark side? You're ah. picking some some badass good girl heroines here, but that laugh made me wonder <laughs> if there's a little bit of force uh. and some lightning um, in there. Which uh, which way are you leaning? Uh, no, I just I think um, I mean if 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 I look at what I cosplay. And what I am comfortable in, I don't do villains a lot. I'm saying I'm with the light. I'm on the light side, but I still want the cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, quite a myth that the dark side is really. Do you think a stormtrooper knows how to, you know, even put cookies on a sheet? Come on now. No. Who's making Who's making the cookies? I'm just. I mean, I'm they can that. shoot. They can't bake. I mean, come on. <laughs> right. You. You. Yeah. You know. You know. A pan of even Nestle Tollhouse cookies put in an oven by a stormtrooper would burst into flames. That's all I'm <laughs> and saying. You know, if Darth Vader goes anywhere near them they're crispy so <laughs> oh wow i say too soon but uh I wonder like do you think you could maybe you could just instead of like you know the creme brulee instead of the the, the blowtorch you could just maybe like glaze it wave, wave, the, wave a lightsaber 100 yeah i like it i'm in i'm this in like functional lightsaber this is the hufflepuff in me gonna talk here but like i just think about really? cutting bread and turning it to toast hufflepuff like, we're going hufflepuff yeah. oh my god 100 yeah I'm Gryffindor all the way. Sorry, mixing our universes. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll save that for the fictional Harry Potter uh, podcast that I, I will. I promise I won't start. Um, so, At least not someday, in this someday, someday, some way. Uh, yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> I I don't think I have any like Star Wars origin story question. I think that's that's pretty good. I like it when someone just chooses light side or dark side that's that's kind of good that's refreshing uh we get a lot of like i think i'd go gray or i want to be good with like lightning powers and that kind of stuff so it's it's good to be like you know it's, it's good, just good side you know good side. it's good it's good i mean yeah we we, we had todd on last time and he was like nope dark side all the way instantly I'm like, dark side yeah i'm not, not even, hesitation not even gonna not even gonna dance on the fence mm-hmm. i mean i wouldn't hesitate to kill my enemy but if I can avoid the co- if I can avoid the conflict, you know, and settle it without violence, that's where I'm going. Yes, and that's and that's very Jedi, exactly. Focusing inward, not not. not there, there are a lot of ways to be a Jedi. You can be Qui Gon Jinn and be a little bit more like, hey, let's find a peaceful way around this, or you can be a little Mace Window and just like you know. I mean, seriously, if you had a choice, Mace Window all the way. Come on, it's Samuel Jackson. Like, do you want to <laughs> like embody someone's essence? Like Sam, it's just Sam. Like I um, love that man. Sam. I'm starting to put Sam. a full Jedi picture together, and I'm kind of right. liking. I'm kind of liking this OC character yeah. of you as a Jedi. That's it's kind of badass. I, I have a light whip because I've done a Wonder Woman mashup All Jedi. Right. <laughs> that's, Ooh, that's right. I, I was going to ask you. I'm thinking about uh, cosplays, and I know that you have a lot. But it's it's the Wonder Woman Jedi that I can remember uh, seeing you with. Where I have not, I've not really dabbled in any kind of mashups with Star Wars. Mine are all pretty clean, except for you know the bucket here for my my OC uh, X Wing pilot, which I haven't exactly gotten off the ground. The 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 orange jumpsuit that's been an odyssey. Um, but yeah, I remember you and I were at an event together because uh, me and I we know each other through the cosplay world, and we've done events together for the last several years. And we live like but, ten minutes away from each other. Exactly. Yeah. What's funny is we did. I had a guest recording with Todd and I last night that lives five minutes away from me. So I, I seem to bring the locals where Todd finds Todd and Mark find people far flung because they're far flung. So I just, yeah, I bring the, the homegrown West Michigan geeks to the table. Well, you know, that's, that's my gig. You just, you happen to know a 52 year old Star Wars junkie who lives close Ooh, to you. Came right out, came right out and said a number. She said a number. I got two months. I got two months. <laughs> Good deal. Oh, so much younger than that, but uh, the math, I guess, makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, seven and seventy-seven. Like mm. that is that is something interesting, though. Is uh, that I, I don't think I've asked, but maybe we should start like lightsaber style weapon of choice. So would you like? Because now that the the High Republic is a thing, we're seeing a lot more variation in like lightsabers and colors and styles. We see the light whip. Is that kind of like your go to, or do you like the just standard kind of? Oh, I think and I would do a standard. Cool. I, the light whip was because it was funny because it. I had a yellow light whip for Wonder Woman Mad- Jedi mashup, but I want to do a I want to do a Wonder Woman um, Mandalorian because Ooh. hello, like why not? And I have Mandal yeah, right. armor. But um, I have to say, though, I totally forgot about this when I was watching um, Mandalorian, like the dark saber. That's a really, really, really cool weapon. I'm like, totally, totally. And, and that and that's a prop that even the Hasbro people recently made one. So it's not would be so hard to get your hands on it. But of course, like anything with that, 
it's expensive. So what do you? Yeah, got? I know. I'm like, yeah. I, I, I would like. I don't have my own hilt. I've always borrowed them because I know a lot of people who have many because you know they're junkies. Um, oh yes. So, but I would like to get my own hilt, and I just I don't know that I would want to pick a. I like when you can change the colors, like. Because I think red's cool because Wonder Woman, but I also love the purple because it was so unusual. But I like yellow because of other Wonder Woman too. But I just, I don't, I like green because green is my original character's name and Envy mm-hmm. the Green Fairy. I don't know. Right, like right, right, right. I would like one that I could change the colors with my mood because... <laughs> Oh, it's a great oh. time to bring up level up lightsabers. Yes, it is. Every single lightsaber they sell, you have variable color change, any single color you want. You go through it. There's an affiliate link in the show notes. If you click there, it gives me a little kickback uh, to go towards uh, the show and all that kind of stuff. And they have some great hilts and uh, including dark saber attachments, which you can like have a flat blade. Uh, I really want to get one. It's like a pirate blade with like a, a handle with a guard on it. Oh, that sounds guy. awesome. I, just, I need it. I need it. Uh, check oh, them out. God, Very, I might yeah, need that. Yeah, yeah. Some really, really cool stuff there. I'm getting uh, and a they tax have white whips return. As well. Yeah. I have mm. the whip part. I just need a hill. Yeah. A good, 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 responsible adult purchases. We all make them, don't we? <laughs> all the time. All oh, yeah. the time. Well, let's, let's get into the meat of this episode. Star Wars episode four. A New Hope. Uh, Charlie, you want to give us a, a little synopsis? Oh, about my this, gosh. This Where can you go from there? Well, it, in some ways, it's all, because it's all labeled out, and in some ways, it makes sense to really just kind of read the crawl. So episode four, which was simply in 1977. Me, I'm sure you won't exactly remember this, but it was there, there was no episode four, and there was no A New Hope. It was just... Star Wars, and I believe in that opening crawl, it didn't say anything except the following. It was a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire, which we saw in our last movie. During the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the Empire's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy, dot, dot, dot. And he added an extra dot. That is four, which is not a correct ellipsis, but that's okay. We let it go. Nobody got killed. But holy shit, the the, the opening scene of this movie is... And this became kind of a standard for all, certainly all the films in the Skywalker saga. You start staring into space as this crawl kind of disappears into the distance. And then the camera slowly tilts down into something. And in this case, we see a distant moon. And then we see the flat orbit of an orangish red kind of planet. And then the music swells and you see this ship launch forward. And there's blaster fire going. There's laser beams going back and forth. And then this big friggin' triangle is just coming over and shooting at it. And I'm sure this was at the moment everybody went, <laughs> It's completely insane. Oh. That was enjoyable to watch. I, I, I know. I know. Watching you. Charlie, just scene by scene, doing that for Star Wars movies. Like, I need to be a part. Yeah. <laughs> Just you in front of the camera, no one else, just you. Star Wars, episode four, A New Hope. And they just go through the whole thing, scene by scene. I need that to be a thing. And then this guy walks in, and he's like, 
Leia, you're blah, 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 this and then. She's like, whatever, bro. I don't care. Suck it. Take her away. Really? Yeah, What's there you go. Recapping everything from the Ant-Man movies. Oh, Luis. Oh, <laughs> every MCU director, like commentary right, right. movie done by his character. I mean, right. they could be seven hours long a piece, but. Right, exactly. So much fun. I'd watch it. Oh, I'd listen. Uh, my 100%. goodness. So anyway, we go from this first scene. Uh, obviously, uh, Princess Leia puts the CD into R2-D2, which, again, this whole thing could have been saved by Google Drive. Would have been very simple plot elimination of the movie. Uh, R2-D2 escapes with his effeminate buddy, C-3PO. They get an escape pod. They, they go down to this planet, which is a desert planet. They get kidnapped by some scavenger, little little dudes and they end up getting sold to this this whiny kid luke and that's where shit starts to get real so that's me giving you act one mia act two over to you wow whiny kid okay yeah he kind of was i know yeah for sure wait do you blame him i mean come on even aunt maru didn't blame him for being completely whiny let's be honest here for sure um yeah he like he discovers the he discovers part of the um the message from Princess Leia and hears, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, please help us. You're our only hope. And he, you know, and then he mentions it to his uncle. I want to say Uncle Ben. Uh, uncle Brew. Uncle, uncle Owen and Aunt Brew. Oh my God. Better get that right. I know. Can you tell I've been watching some Spider-Man though? Uncle Ben, that's his fun. <laughs> uncle Ben, right. Um Whoops. So, you know, and he asks, he's like, oh, is that old Ben? And he's like, you know, like, no, Obi-Wan Kenobi doesn't exist and blah, blah, blah. And of course, Luke being a stubborn teenager, because, you know, that's, he's supposed, isn't he supposed to be like 19 or 20? He's 19, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, and so he, of course, you know, being an obstinate teenager, because, hello, we were all perfect angels. Um, (laughs) I was. Um, and then, um, <laughs> and then he goes and tracks him down. And of course the, the, you know, the sand people and the Raiders and everyone attacks him and Ben saves him and he finds out it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then he finds out that Obi-Wan knew his dad and you do my father and gives him the lightsaber and blah, 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 blah. And then they go back and this is your father's lightsaber. He murdered 30 kids with it. Immediately points at face. Let's not like talk about that scene. <laughs> yeah, because that was tragic, and I actually haven't yeah. watched that one. I like watched almost all of Star Wars several times during COVID, except for that one. I just yeah. couldn't mm-hmm. face it. So, well, it's uh, it's it, that that one that certainly ends with a hot take. Oh no! I know. Oh. I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. Jeez, Louise. But anyway, back to the story, Mark. Yep. What what happens uh, as Luke is looking for this old dude? Oh, they they well like like we said they find them and then you yeah you said is his aunt and uncle get uh, a little little sunburnt so Ouch. they decide to take off. They meet Han and Chewie. Uh, some shit goes down in a bar and then uh, shenanigans ensue. Basically. And Han shoots first. And yes. Han shoots first. They 100%. meet Han and Han and his super tall dog, <coughs> and they have a ship. So what is it? What is what is the Millennium Falcon and Han and Chewie has been likened to? Basically, uh, a Winnebago and your weed dealer and his dog. That's basically what the what the Millennium Falcon and Han and Chewie mm-hmm. was. I mean, it's not so far off. 
Spaceballs. I would 100% believe Spaceballs. That that's, yeah, just, yeah, just uh, Harrison Ford getting baked in a Winnebago and just yeah. his like hallucinating, just, uh, yeah. Yeah, right. Just with a, just a big mutton. That's what that was. What it's <laughs> um, it's a whole new thought process for me here. Yeah. Um, so ba- like long story short, they, they basically go rescue the princess and then uh, get in some battles and blow up a Death Star and uh, everything's good. Luke uses the force and hears some voices in his head. Mm, the voices in his head. I think I think we switched from weed to LSD at this point. Maybe he had a little tab before he before he took off. I mean, he's here, but he's like, "Whoa!" I mean, it was a little trippy. It wasn't really, seventies. Really, but, you know, really, yeah. we're we're gonna go and just think he's on dope because he heard a voice in his head. April and I have April and I have been rewatching that seventies show, so that's all <sighs> I think about. And they they've done a great they did a great spoof of Star Wars early on, and and, and they, they also see it like twenty seven times or something. Yeah, yeah, because Eric, who's the main character, is totally obsessed with Star Wars because came out. You know, that's when it took place. But yeah, we total sidebar. We did watch an episode just today where they where they spoofed the uh, they spoofed the Super Friends, and Red was Lex Luthor. Oh God, it was perfect. I don't remember that episode. I love it that. Was, I love I do, the show. I do. We bought the 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 complete series for like forty bucks or something so we've just been watching them on disc it's just it's good oh i'm gonna have to borrow that when you're done i I think we can make that happen so yeah this this movie while i don't think we've had a single person on this show who said this was their favorite one but to me it's so important because of what it sets up it sets up so many characters and the mythology of the jedi and the empire and the rebellion and you you get smugglers and a little bit of the the bounty hunting kind of stuff Mm -hmm. uh just so many threads so much about this Mm -hmm. world and the universe and the galaxy and everything that has been built up since has been based on what was laid out in this movie. And it's so important. So skipping over a very, very quick run through of some synopsis. I I know what, what what uh, wasn't it the greatest and yours was the quick because you covered, you covered like two thirds of the movie in about three sentences. So I was impressed by that. (laughs) Thank you. I really tried to to make that one concise. Uh, (laughs) There's a monster and a trash compactor. Oh, we didn't even touch that. Don't worry about it. Oh my God. Um, R2, 3PO, where are well, you? I, I do. I, I want to ask you guys about some of your favorite scenes. I know we skipped through a lot of them very quickly, but what, what stands out to you for like pivotal scenes or your favorites? Uh, we'll start with, uh, with Mia. Um, okay. Carrie just picked, uh, Carrie just picking up the gun and starting to help save her own rescue. Cause she's like, yep. mm-hmm. you suck. I'm taking charge. I mean, yeah. that was very empowering for me as a young girl. So, you know, like I, there haven't been that many strong female role models through my childhood. I mean, there's a lot more now, which I'm grateful for. Um, but like, you know, Carrie Fisher's character was a badass and she just was like, she was a princess, but she wasn't waiting for a knight on a white horse to save her. She was going to save herself as long as someone mm-hmm. gave her a gun when she needed one. Cause she didn't have one. 
those, right. you know. Then, that, yeah. yeah. Give me the tools and I've got the talent. You know, Carrie Fisher was my first crush growing up. Um, but more to the point of not that, thinking about a badass woman, you know, I was born in 76. So I saw this movie after I saw Empire. So there was a re-release in, I think, probably 1982. So I was six. Um, but the whole time I was growing up, my mom was a single mom and she was kicking ass. She did everything by herself, um, stood on her own two feet, had a job, kept roof over her head. And she did that all the way through, uh, obviously when I, when I went off to college and that what you know, to your point, thinking of a Carrie Fisher, that really clicks with me. I think that's why I really enjoy strong female characters and kind of the same reason, because it's, it's my, it's my mom. You know, it's my mom being a badass and, and, you know, and saying, you know, you don't, you know, you don't need that white horse. You don't need that man. You just go do it. You know, give mm -hmm. my mom a gun. Don't give my mom a gun. She's old now and I don't, I don't want her to have one. <laughs> I mean, the metal bikini didn't hurt either. Well, that, that's where the analogy breaks off for me. We're not talking about that. <laughs> I'm so tempted to ask if Charlie would rather his mom have a gun or that metal bikini, but uh, yeah, it's, it's we'll a, <laughs> <laughs> Watch them get faster. That, that would be, uh, yeah, to, to, to quote Archer, we're glossing over and moving on. <laughs> so, Charlie, favorite scenes for you? Um, I, I would pick two. I love the uh, Luke looking longingly at the tattooing sunset with the rise, you know, the rise in the John Williams theme. Because who hasn't done that? You just kind of glare into the distance and you're thinking about life. What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What is my future like? You know, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're having a, a freaking day. You see, exactly. And so I think of Luke. And then for me, and then Mark Leonard, you know, will we'll echo this, you know, the last 15, 20 minutes in those X-Wings, man, flying around, blasting shit. I mean, because that's like I said, that's, you know, me, me in the bucket back there. And I love that stuff. I love I love the X-Wings. I love the Vipers from Battlestar Galactica. I just, you know, I love I love dogfighting stuff. My dad was a pilot, so I totally dig it. Um, so I love I just absolutely dug it. But again, you know. Just everything is great. So how do you pick? But that that would be probably what I would stand upon. The uh, yeah the 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 trench run that's got to be one of my favorites in this for sure. Like that whole the yeah that's so amazing. And that you know the run. fact that um, Han comes back. But yeah, you know that right. was just like yeah yeah that really also cement his moral fiber. And, and speaking of Han, a few favorite scenes in this for for me kind of revolve around Han uh, shooting first, depending on how you clunky. Like that That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but, but that, that sp spoke to his character so well. And then the ability for him to just grab a gun and charge a whole group of stormtroopers and for them to run. And then finally they kind of realize like, oh, wait, wait, we have him severely outnumbered. And then he turns around and bolts. Uh, I just, I love that. I love that that brazen stupidity of that character, and, and he nailed it so well. So there's yeah. a few like Han specific scenes that I'm thinking of that it's it's just like, man, he nailed that in one one movie, one go, like just that was it. So right. perfect. Set 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 the table. Yeah, the the reluctant hero to the point is you know the the whole exchange after they. Um, when they find out where Princess Leia is and they're like, oh, we got to go save her. And then he's like, well, the old man told us he wanted us to wait here, but they're going to kill her. Better her than me. Wow, dude. Seriously. I mean, 
I'm not sticking my neck out for anyone, but you know, if you you learn the evolution of the character as time goes by, that that's how he survives. I mean, yeah. you know, he said he's he's I've been from one end of this galaxy to the other, and I've never seen anything that makes me think there's one all powerful force that controls everything. And he says, point he says, there's no mystical energy that you know controls my destiny. It's a lot of simple mm-hmm. tricks and nonsense. He's just he's a total non-believer in the evolution of his character from kind of being a selfish dickwad in this film to all the way his, you know, line in the force awakens when he said, you know, it's true, all of it, the force and the, this and the, that, and, oh, there's my son stabby, stabby, stabby. And then that's the end of his arc. But uh, yeah, good. Um, good. I would say probably both him and Luke probably do experience the most character development throughout mm-hmm. the course of these films, I would say. Yeah. But where Kara, Carrie, Leia, is fully baked from the get-go. Like I said, put a gun in her hand, she's going to shoot you in the face. She's yeah. already a badass. Yep. And she's all, she's also 19 because Luke and Leia are twins, so they're the same age. Yeah. Um, and so she's this... She's a rebellious teenager in a totally different way, like yeah. like 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 a gorilla, you know. <laughs> like I was a robot chicken, the spoof of this with the uh, Paul Patine, and he's like, oh, a bunch of fucking teenagers blowing up my what's an aluminum falcon? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she is like if Luke's the rebellious teenager, she's the rebellion teenager. Like that's what she grew up in. Like that right. was. She she's an established badass where Luke is very much that green country boy that's right. yep. still kind of like, oh, what's this? Oh, a laser sword? Cool. Oh, spaceship? Gee. That's great. Golly gee, gee. yippity skippity. Exactly. Yippity skippity. Oh my god. <laughs> he, he's he you know who he is? He's Beaver and leave it to Beaver. That's who Luke Skywalker is. Oh gee, Wally. Wally is on. Uh, because he's he's our entry point, and and that's right. I think where where he, young Mark watching this grabbed onto Luke as a character because he was where I could see like oh okay so I I would not know anything if I was thrust into outer space into a galaxy at war like that would be me right I can right. kind of see like what do you mean there's this and there's that and there's laser swords and there's giant teddy bears that growl and then the guy understands them somehow but no one else does that weird i can understand why luke's very confused and just kind of like okay cool whatever everyone i love is dead let's move on and follow this hermit around space shut it down wrap it up let's go yeah uh, so, so for me that's why i think right away luke was one of my favorite characters uh for for this specific movie uh, Mia, what what were some of your favorite characters? Leia, I guess, stood right out. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, I thought Chewie was cool because I always wanted a dog, and I was never allowed. I'm like, it was a giant pet. I mean, come on. Um, and like that's when we first saw this. That's what it was. It was like a giant pet or something. And then we find out that like now Han's kind of the pet. Chewie's like 250 <laughs> years old, and like Han's just like that little goldfish that he has for a couple of weeks. Like, it's okay, buddy. All right, you ragamuffin. Cool. You you cool shush up. You shush up now. You be good. Yeah. I think when I, I mean like I'm really trying to think back to when I was seven, and I have I'm not gonna lie, I've blocked out so much of my childhood because I just was not great. I mean, it was mostly high school, but then I blocked everything else with it. But 
I just remember thinking when I was a little kid that I thought Han was cuter than Luke. So I kind I mean, of favored. Well, he was, I mean, he was he was tall and he wasn't, you know, I mean, Harrison, he, he, was, he wasn't geeky. Harrison Ford is dang handsome. And, you know, I went on to like kind of crush on him a little in Indiana Jones, too. So well, I mean, <laughs> who, the, who, who the hell didn't? Damn. Yeah. I mean, but I also I mean, I always really liked Han Solo's character. And I think. Now thinking back on it as an adult, like I like watching his character grow and like you watching, you know, how he became a better person overall too. It's, you know, I, I like those kind of characters kind of like, can I cross some universes here in commentary? <laughs> kind of like how we watch Tony Stark's humanity from mm-hmm. the first Iron Man to end game. Like, cause in the right. first Iron Man, he was kind of a dick. Just he like- was. He was total Han Solo, but exactly. yeah, but yeah. he was he was Han Solo, but with money, so he was even more of a dick. Right, he was just a rich he could dick. Back it up. Yeah, he was a rich dick. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, rich. That dick. sounds exactly. kind of dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had oh, a well. bit of a filthy mind, but yeah. So I think I mean I always really liked Han Solo because I liked watching his character, but I also liked watching like later like him like because like sort of like him and Luke kind of almost fighting over princess leia but luke figures out it is and in him being insecure it was really i just loved watching his character grow and i've always Mm. you know like i just you know i think as i got older i appreciated his character more than i did as a seven-year-old you know i mean Mm. i don't think i was that much into the character development at seven but i just thought he was cute (laughs) well i I mean at seven and particularly as a boy you're like ooh, lasers and explosions and blah 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 this this and that right so, you know, I was like, ooh, they let a girl do all the fighting? So that was, like, the greatest thing on earth. And, you know, like, I mean, my dad ha- taught me how to shoot a BB gun when I was a little kid. I don't know. I'm seven, eight years old. I don't remember. But, like, so, you know, I, that was, like, cool to me to see that. Like, like I like this stuff. But then I wanted to be a princess for a while. But I got over mm-hmm. that phase. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. Clearly. I mean, if you clearly. could see my house, you would know how I feel about that topic. So. Right. Yes, princesses. Exactly. There's only Charlie one. There, there are two princesses for me. Well, technically now there's three because you know Jessica Jones has now proclaimed herself a Disney princess. So that's even better. Foul mouth Disney princess, yes. Yeah. So you know, I like it. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll take the reins here. So I, uh, Luke, has always been my favorite character, and again, I uh, I enjoyed his journey because again, he was the he was the Eric Foreman. He was the Peter Parker of the story, where he's just a. He's just a dipshit. You don't really like him very much. He's the kid next door who plays with bugs, you know, and reads comic books. And he's just, he's he's obnoxious. But, you know, he gets thrust into real life. Hey, you're, aunt, you, you know, you're basically, basically Aunt Ben, basically Uncle Ben and Aunt May, Owen and Brew, get burned up. And uh, now he gets hooked up with, uh, I'm trying to, uh, Obi-Wan, this old dude is like, I knew your dad, and blah, blah, blah. This thing, not hooked up in that way. That's disgusting. <laughs> You know, I knew your dad, and I fought in the Clone Wars and this thing and that thing. And I, oh boy, I think I've lost him. But anyway, you know, you just really, he's not even really the reluctant hero. He's not a hero at all. He's just a dipshit kid. But you watch his arc, and he, you know, single-handedly blows up this planet-killing machine, and he embraces it, starts to embrace his destiny, and, you know, leads on this, this path. So the other one that I really dig, I also love Han Solo, but the absolute mystery of Darth Vader unspoiled at this point before we get him as Anakin. Yep. In the prequels. Talk about whiny teenagers. Thank you very much. Yes. 
Oh, I mean, just eating and then seeing him as a nine-year-old. Oh, my like, God. <gasps> no. But this was him completely, completely unspoiled. He's choking co-workers. There's no consequences for him. He's walking through corridors of dead bodies. And he's just like, do-do-do. He's just like, hey, I want to know what I need. Breaks the guy's neck. He's, he's playing, I'll pinch your little head with the guy, you know, in a board meeting. He's like, hey, why don't you shut the fuck up? I mean, he's just, he is like, he's, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. He's crazy badass. And that just continues to grow. And then as my partner Todd has said many times, time and again, it's a real disservice that's done to the character by dialing him back and making him a little kid. Patton Oswalt, who is my favorite comedian, does a great routine about, you know, I'm such a nerd that if I, if somebody ever said, where were you going to time, if you could time travel, where would you go back to? He said, oh, you know, would you go back and would you kill Hitler? Would you do this thing or do that? Stop the Titanic from crashing? He says, no, I would go back to about 1994 and I would kill George Lucas with a shovel Jesus so that he Christ. doesn't make the prequels. And then he goes on this whole bit about, you you know stuff that you love and he's like he's like he he says you know in the course of the bit he says you know you look kind of sad would you like some ice cream yeah I, i'd love some ice cream he says okay well here's some rock salt and milk and ice so that you can make yourself some ice cream and he's like i don't care how the stuff i love was made i just love the stuff i love <laughs> so that was the anyway tangent sorry that that was this was dark, lost, like 90 percent of our listeners oh, okay oh boy <laughs> I, I love just, the prequels. <laughs> we just talked about how Sorry. everyone that comes on the show loves right. the prequels. Well, we just pooped on them all. Maybe this will because they of, are poop. Okay, the pod races were amazing. Oh. Okay, those are great. That was a great scene. But Jesus, 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 take the wheel. Right, let's. <laughs> I will. Um, I agree. Darth Vader is old person. So prequels are okay. Well, we are usually. I am usually the old person here. So, to our prequel loving listeners, my apologies. That is one person's opinion. Does not represent the views of the Secret Friends Unite Corporation and its affiliates. Okay, Darth Maul was for a villain was kind of cool. Right. Right. And, but at any rate, okay, Mark, back, back to you before we go to woo. I've gone far enough. I no, I agree, man. The Darth Vader uh, is is so amazing in this movie, and mm -hmm. just you don't know if he's a man or a machine. There's that mystery. The costume design is just iconic from the first time that you hear his asthmatic little theme coming down the hall. Like it's just so good. I can't do it. Uh, yeah, right. And it's, it's it's scary and and just perfect. Um, so yeah, hundred percent one of my favorite characters in this movie. And I don't talk about my love of Darth Vader that often, but like, holy crap, Darth Vader is just great. Um, where would you guys rank this, Charlie? You yeah, uh, I mean, you I, kind of alluded to it a little bit before. I and, did, I, I, yeah, I, I did. You know, when you split so, it, yeah. I'm sorry, go well, ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll add to this. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you think is the overall importance to the saga? So, like your personal rating of this movie, but like, where also do you think it, it's important? And I kind of talked about how important I think about it. You know, because it set up everything, but for you. What's the importance and where do you? I mean, you 100% nailed it on the head because it's impossible to get away from the fact that this is the most important film 
in the saga because there there is nothing without this. Even right. though you know we started a story in uh, in the Family Guy spoof, they said let's start the Star Wars story with Episode Four. It's true that this is not the true beginning of the story, but again, as we learn more about Star Wars, it spans hundreds of years before and it spans for many many years afterwards um so th- this is truly the most important story because with without this there is nothing else so that's obviously very pivotal but as i had mentioned we got rolling for me my you know if i was to split the skywalker saga into thirds you know in three trilogies um i would you know i this film was always in that first third for me. Rogue One comes along and it nudges it into the second one. And I couldn't tell you, you know, if this is my number four movie, I, I really have to give serious thought to what five through nine is. And then you, right. you know, adding, or excuse me, five through 11, because I, I brought one of the solo films into that. And I've said, this is better than one of the original films, which is, it's controversial to us old people, but to all of our sequel loving young people, it's it's pretty elementary. But yeah, to me, uh, it, it, it's a weird duology because there is nothing without this film, but there are, to me, three films that are better. No, wait a second. Oh, my that's gosh. Nice. No, that's... Wow. I almost need an edit point. <laughs> this is... Um, this knocked Return of the Jedi for me into that second three piece. I don't know what the hell I was thinking about. Not dr- this is all I'm drinking tonight. No alcohol. This is not vodka. No, uh, this Just is questioning it. This is this for me knocked uh Rogue One is number 2 for me. This would be number 3. Oh my god. There you go. There you go. You know what? Po- you took po- a long way to get there, but you po- got it. Poke me full of holes. I don't I don't know what the hell I was thinking about. Charlie yes. Charlie did the Kessel run in 186 parsecs. <laughs> Right. Well, not, slowest. And, 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 and what was what was Hans answer that one? Yeah. Uh, he says, "Not if you round down, buddy." Yeah, that's <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Mia, what about you? Um, I mean, again, like if this one didn't come out, we wouldn't have gotten the rest of them. But it's not my favorite, but it's up there. I, uh, I mean. Like before Rogue One, before Rogue One came out, it was definitely more like Empire, probably Return of the Jedi, and then A New Hope. But I just I can't decide what I like better, Rogue One or Empire. I'm kind of like worn though. It's like because Rogue One really threw a kink in that whole because it's such I've, a great movie. But I, it's like this one is A New Hope is so important, but it just gets better as it gets into it. So, but I, and I, right. I mean, I really love empire too. So mm-hmm. just, you know, but without a new hope, we wouldn't have had empire. So in, in, in a lot of ways. And I know I, I feel like we've talked about rogue one, almost as much as we talked about new hope in this episode, but in a lot of ways, because those two films are only separated and this is verified in Canon by about an hour from the yeah. end of Rogue yeah. One to the beginning of this film, because what was happening was the Tantive Four, which is Leia's ship, had a hyperdrive malfunction. It was traveling. It, it it worked for about an hour, and then it died just in time for it to get to Tatooine, which is where they were picking up Obi-Wan anyway. But it only took an hour, because right. hyper, hyperspace is weird. It's not like you know warp factors in Star Trek, where, oh, it's going to take us three days to get to this place, because warp factors, blah, blah, blah. There's no science to it. That's people say, oh, do you love Star Wars or Star Trek? Science fantasy or space fantasy versus science fiction. There's, you know, this, which is all Star Trek is like its distance and time and it's so fast. We're in, 
you know, Bailstar Galactica where they jump or in this where they're like, we're going to take a hyperspace and then we'll blurp, blurp. we you never know how far it is. So that, yeah. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. But th- you can almost kind of think about them as, as a single film because it's one yeah. kind of cool long yeah. arc. Yeah. And you have, you have one really character that you see throughout, uh, even though the droids make a really insignificant and inexplicable appearance. Uh, at the end of Rogue One, you see R2 and they're like, oh, wave to them as they're flying away. Just so they could say, well, now R2's been in every movie and or, you know, well, whatever. But yeah, Vader is kind of the through point through both films. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, kind of kind of mashing it into one. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I think you guys yes. are, are, are yes. kind of right Fasc- on. Uh, fascinating. It, it usually ranks... Yeah, third, fourth ish for me on my list, but mm-hmm. I think the importance is is through the roof, and and not only the importance for this series, but like the importance for cinema. Like it's well, just, it, oh, totally, it's, it's it's sa- it, it saved the entire movie industry. Period. Yeah. Uh, it's directly responsible for the return of Star Trek, and I was fairly they were going to make another TV show and make a go of it, and then Star Wars came out and they said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! We got to do a movie because we can we can make the Enterprise not look like it's on wires over a ball of string, and we can do some stuff now." And that that was the rebirth of the entire Star Trek franchise, which is now going into its nearly forty its forty fifth year and over forty five years in production. So, yeah. 55 years in production, 45. Oh, it's years. older than I am. Okay. It is 1966, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> well, I think that's about it for me, unless you guys have any other comments on A New Hope. No, I am. I'm very grateful we got me in the mix. And again, this me was too. a weird. This was a weird episode because we're a week off of our schedule because yeah. Mark Mark was living in COVID house. He was shut down. Couldn't That's get. Couldn't flu. Yeah, he was trying to take care of his family, which I had total respect for. We had some guest options. None of them really panned out. And I just reached out to me today. I'm like, hey, would you like to do? Are you free tonight? Would you like to do this thing with me? Because I didn't even say like you're the oldest person we've ever had on the podcast. I didn't come out and say it, but you she figured led it, with that. I would I, totally I, understand if, if she, she said no. She totally figured it I out. Slapped no, you, Mia. Ten minutes away, Charlie. I know, she Mia. Her own, her only uh, previous appearance was when we talked about. Wonder Woman 1984, and she still found great things to say about that, which I thought was incredible uh, that someone could say great things about that. Hey. <laughs> but I digress. Linda Carter was in that movie. For uh, 10 seconds. Yes, it was wonderful. Okay, you know what? What was the airtime on the metal bikini? Because I know you've got to know this. The screen time? Th- uh, I'm, Mark, I'm going to go with maybe 12 minutes. I don't know. Oh no, Could it's be. much less than that. I think that okay. I think the actual seven minutes. I think the actual entire screen time of the metal bikini is like three minutes or something. It is the most cosplayed movie costume ever. Because it's a metal bikini, and 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 you know, Carrie Fisher men? never understood that because she said it was the most ungodly, uncomfortable thing. She's like, I wouldn't wish that. I, like you know, I'd rather go to the seventh. The seventh circle of hell, then wear that thing again. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's cosplay for women. I don't need to tell you. <laughs> or co- really, cosplay in general, everything is uncomfortable. That's the way it works. Because it was really metal and it was god awful yeah. and comfortable. Oh, they don't make, you don't always, the, a lot of the ones that people make are like, you know, resin and other shit stuff. Right. I Absolutely. don't, I've never done that one of these days. I just, 
I need to find, I think I have a friend who has one. I see, I want to see if I can borrow it just to wear it once to say, just to do it because just to say I could do that at my age still would be kind of awesome. I, without a doubt, without a doubt. So anyhow, um, yeah, this was, uh, this was awesome. This was awesome. I always have fun when I do this stuff. Good deal. All right. Well, Mark, I think that's about it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, Mia, thanks again. One more time. Where do people find you? We'll put it in the notes. Envy the Green Fairy cosplay on Facebook. Envy the Green Fairy, no ease on Instagram. Very good. And she does an awesome job posting. She's very active and she is very talented cosplayer. Go check her out. Thank you. So with that, I will say, as always, that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Just don't share COVID. <laughs> Definitely not. That's why I've been locked down for a week. Uh, may the force be with you. Rex, play us out. I just <laughs>